Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, currently 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, which is uh, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to play uh, to start your... Uh, yeah, to start your vacation, daily vacation. All right, let's get look. Look, vacation has not started. I was down at the downtown community arena the last couple of days, and it was uh, noticeable to me that Xavier Borgo, who uh, in his draft year, I think weighed in at about 170 pounds, looked like he put on a little bit of muscle. And that's where we're going to go next. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And welcome back to the show, 2021 first round draft choice of the Edmonton Winter played last season for Bakersfield, Xavier Borgo. Hello, Xavier. How are you doing? I am doing good, thank you. Good. Uh, Looks like you spent some time in the uh, gym this summer. You, you put on a little bit of muscle? Uh, yeah. So uh, so right now I've been doing uh, a lot of strain, uh, eating a lot. I think I've put up uh, about uh, nine pounds now. So are you up around 180? Uh, 185 now. 185. Do you feel stronger? Do you feel better? Do you feel quicker? Uh, for sure, I feel stronger. So now uh, the next phases will be like more power. So uh, take this train and put it with uh, some power. So uh, for sure, now I feel uh, it, a bit stronger. Is it different for you coming to development camp now after playing a year in the American League? Like, do you, do you kind of feel like, you know, hey, you're. I mean, you are a first-round draft choice. You should be noticed. I don't know how much you can notice in three-on-three. I mean, I saw it a bit, especially in the first uh, the first go-around when you guys did the three-on-three. But do you, do you feel more comfortable in the environment? But also knowing that relative to the other players out there, you are stronger and, frankly, better uh, than some of the other kids you're going up against. Uh, yeah, I think for sure the, uh, the year in the American Hockey League uh, helped me a lot. I learned a lot of stuff. And uh, for sure, coming out here, I think it's my uh, <coughs> second uh, death camp because uh, there was not no death camp for my uh, draft year because of the COVID. But uh, yeah, for sure, I feel uh, stronger and more comfortable here. Like uh, my English is better, so uh, yeah, for sure, uh, the environment is g- getting better from here. Xavier, what was the besides you know getting an opportunity to, to to work on your English and that sort of thing in Bakersfield? What are the what are the biggest areas where you, you think you kind of learned as to where you needed to improve as a player? Uh, I think as a player, I mean, uh, it's not like junior. There's so much details more to got to be aware of. So uh, I mean, the board work, uh, the D zone, got to got to take the puck out of the zone and D zone. I think it's the a big things of the of the game now. Uh, the breakout, the more the quicker you are, the quicker you're you're in the offensive zone. So uh, that stuff. Uh, I I was getting better at it uh, until the end of the season. Uh, Were there some players down there that helped you in the transition, helped you out along the way? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Our captain, uh, Brown Alone, was there. I played a lot of uh, hockey with him. Uh, Jason Demers, uh, 
yeah, a lot of experience in the NHL. Uh, for sure, I was talking French with me, so that helped too. But uh, those guys, they, they had a lot of experience in the NHL, so that, that helped me a lot uh, for uh, on the ice, off the ice. So the, that was very nice for that. We're, jo- we're joined by Xavier Borgo, who played the entire season last year in the American Hockey League. Your first-round draft choice, obviously, look, you're, you're looking to make the Edmonton Oilers this year. Do you chart a path out for yourself or plan to, you know, how do I how do I put myself in a position to succeed so I'm on the radar screen to be in the mix? Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, for sure my goal is to, to be in the Edmonton Oilers uh, this year and I'll do whatever it takes to like make the team uh, push for a spot. So, uh, yeah, for sure my goal is to play some games in the NHL this year. And uh, if I had to go to Bakersfield too a bit, uh, I'll do it. I think it's uh, the league is a lot harder in junior. You learn a lot. The guys are harder. Uh, battle. You need to win your battle. Like I think it'll be uh, good stuff for me going there too. So, uh, but my goal is to play some NHL games for sure. Do you uh, do you pattern your game after somebody? Is there you know? Did you have a guy, a player that you looked up to as a kid and? And you, does it maybe change a little bit after playing a little bit of pro last year down on the A in terms of areas to improve upon to get to that next level? Yeah. Uh, like, I think I'm like the biggest guy. So, like, with the Edmonton Oilers, they had uh, Kelly Yamamoto. I think he was uh, not the biggest guy, but very effective on the forecheck. Uh, I think it was having a lot of heart. So, uh, I was looking at all of his game. So, uh, yeah. And you're a little bit bigger than Kyle. All right. Uh, are you any good at golf? I, I think you guys had a golf outing out there yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. We, we, the first uh, nine hole was not very fun because of the rain. But I thought <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I'm not a big golfer myself. So, yeah, uh, I don't like but, golf enough to play in the rain, so I was pretty uh, pretty mad, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like golf enough to play in the rain. The only way I do is if I have about four Baileys and coffee going. So yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the only way you can enjoy it. Uh, so you got, you're down there last season during the year in Bakersfield, and it was kind of a strange year, like, you guys started off kind of, and you got you got banged up a couple times. You you know you were going decently offensively at the start of the year, then you yeah. suffered a couple injuries. The team struggled. Then they got Calvin Pickard back, and then some of the younger players, uh, relatively speaking, younger like Noah Phelps, twenty three, uh, but some of those guys got going as the year went on, and. Um, you know, Tilio had some decent moments. Rafi Lavoie had a real good second half of the year. It, it was a pretty interesting season for you guys in Bakersfield, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think, we, like you said, we had a good start after that uh, tough stretch. I think we were losing a lot of games by one. Like in third period, we got a score on in the last 10 minutes of the game. So that was tough. And uh, to get uh, Calvin Picker back in that, uh, I think they'll help us uh, a lot, like in their room. The veteran presence uh, on ice of the ice helped us a lot. Yeah. For sure, it was pretty good in net. But after that, I think uh, the younger guys were uh, more uh, confident on the ice, uh, making plays that we usually we usually uh, made in junior. So I think uh, all those guys were pretty confident, and that helped us uh, scoring more goals. I think. We're joined by Xavier Borgo, who's at Oilers Development Camp, and they had the scrimmage today. Uh, hey, uh, I know you're keeping an eye on who the hockey team signed, not just for the Oilers, but also for the AHL. Just your thoughts. Uh, I mean, they basically got two first-line players. Kajula's, uh, Drake Kajula's been in Edmonton before. He had almost a point per game last year. 
Uh, Lane Peterson's a, a six foot one right shot center. Uh, he's he played a fair amount in the NHL last year, but he's been a point per game guy. I mean, in the American League, those are two first line players. You got to be excited about what those guys might be able to do. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's going to help us a lot. I think uh, last year we needed a bit uh, to score more goals, so for sure that that's going to help. Uh, they had the, uh, the NHL experience too, for uh, so that's that's very good for our younger guys. Maybe they're going to help us uh, for giving us tricks about scoring more goals or whatever. So I think it's going to be a very good to have those guys uh in Bakersfield too. Yeah, and getting you got Cam Deneen last year. He re-signed and then signing Ben Gleason, who was excellent out of Texas. Uh, one final one for us, if you could, Xavier, uh, give us a scouting report on Raphael Lavoie because you know he's a couple years older than you, and he's got a chance yeah. to make the Edmonton Oilers. Tell us about Raffy. Uh This guy is has got a great shot. I think uh, during the game, uh, you'll see after the game because this he could end up the game with. Uh, five or more shots for sure but uh, he's a shooter he can score a lot of goals so uh, I think he's always in the right spot and uh, he's a big body too and uh, he can uh, can take some demon on one on one with his big body so yeah I lied I got one more question for you okay a year ago yeah. the Edmonton Oil Kings had four members of Team Canada at the World Juniors now Dylan Gunther did not play you were in that tournament with Shawinigan uh, a Quebec League team uh ultimately won the tournament. Gardner McDougall, who when I was at the University yeah. of Alberta, he was at UNB coaching those teams. Uh, the Quebec League, so there was four guys off the World Junior Team for Edmonton uh, last year. This year, Seattle had six guys off the World yeah. Junior Team, and the Ramparts took them apart in the Memorial Cup final. Yeah. Well, is the Quebec League un- uh, underrated a little bit, do you think? Or maybe the WH? Uh, what do you think? Uh, that's what I'm thinking now because everybody told me like the everybody's seeing the Q like under like you know there's the OHL WHL but everybody's seeing the Q like under like the the worst league but I think it's like a pretty good league now they we've we've won the last four man cup I think yes uh, so yeah like you said I think we're a bit underrated <laughs> you know what's crazy but, uh, is the Quebec League didn't win for like twenty two or twenty three when I was growing up as a kid they didn't win forever. And uh, the WHL won basically when the, before the W when the WHL was at uh, sixteen eighteen teams like between you know between thirteen eighteen teams over about a twenty year run they won like yeah. fourteen championships. The yeah. last WHL team to win was Edmonton in twenty fourteen. That was a bit of an upset, but even the Ramparts this year like it was they dominated the tournament from start to finish. Yeah, you I know? thought I don't I don't know if it's the style of play, but. Yeah, I think uh, the Rampart were playing a fast game, and I don't know, just just the game of hockey. But I think yeah, we're uh, under uh, underrated here in the queue. <laughs> yeah, awesome stuff. Hey Xavier, best of luck uh, with development camp, and we'll see you at training camp in the fall. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That is Xavier Borgo. He went 22nd overall in the 2021 NHL Entry Draft. Uh, we should tell you that guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Japanese Village with a new location in Calgary Trail 3975. And it is Edmonton's favorite uh, Teppan Yaki Steak Restaurant. You can book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Tell Don and the staff. Uh, 
that Oilers now sent you. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063, and that is for Ashley Fine Floors. Get the new floors you always wanted, Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper. When we come back, we're going to hear from Ken Holland. A little bit more on Connor Brown, and then we'll get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. A very, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation coming up with Wood Guy, uh, Darcy McLeod at 135 today, 133 in around that time. Just about what some of the analytics showed specific to the Edmonton series against Vegas. He's written about it on his uh, uh, blog site, so I want to I want to hit on that. But uh, we'll take a break right now. You're listening to orders now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer, not Bob Cajun. This is Oilers Now, 119 at Edmonton. Uh, do want to mention to you, let's get to this right now. We're going to circle back into the Oilers Now audio vault, as promised. Ken Holland did his availability on Saturday. We did a show from 10 until noon on Saturday, Free Agent Frenzy, uh, for Contract Equipment Limited. But uh, this is the Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear. And Ken was asked about the balancing act between uh, Connor Brown's base contract and the bonuses uh, with a $3.25 million cap it being applied to next year's cap. Here's the Oilers general manager. Uh, I'm doing what you've wanted me to do for about three years. I'm spending. <laughs> We're trying to win now. You've had the heat on me since I come here. So you you must love this this today. This must be a great day for you. No, I'm be, I'm in a jest. At the end of the day, we're, we're trying to win. We're trying to win. Obviously, at 775, uh, we're adding a top six forward at 775. You're going to have to pay the price at some point in time. Either either we'd have to have more money in the cap this year. Um, you know, the cap's going up uh, next year. You know, don't know exactly how much, but they're talking five percent, which would mean to about 87.5 percent. Obviously, when you look at the window that we're in right now um you know what we've accomplished the last two years uh you know the 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 core of our team has signed up the you know you look at the age of the the core of our team they're in their they're in their prime so you know just uh certainly as we talked here taking uh you know he's he's been injured um but in talking to connor mcdavid i I had i talked to connor mcdavid two or three times over the last uh since the end of the year, uh, end of the season, about Connor Brown and uh, you know a, a player that hates to lose. You know, you're bringing a guy that into that locker room that's got a lot of determination, a lot of passion. Uh, hates to lose as a driven athlete. I'm sure he's going to drive himself to, uh, um, you know, get up and running as quickly as, as possible. And I guess you know what's the message? The message is we're we're in it to try to we're in it to try to win it. So uh, this was uh, you know because of the injury, we could structure the contract accordingly as we get into the uh, um, you know at the end of the year, you know whatever doesn't fit into this year's cap, obviously will get pushed onto. Uh, to next year's cap, but we're, we're we're trying to win. There you go. That is uh, Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland. He was responding to a question that was originally uh, brought up by Daniel Nugent Bowman of the Athletic. And yeah, the time is now. Let's go. It's that simple. The Edmonton Oilers have 
basically <laughs> an entire offseason next year uh, to deal with the Connor Brown situation if they do indeed decide to re-sign him. Uh, of course, there's the full expectation that the cap will jump from 83.5 to $88 million. Warren Fogel's contract, in theory, would be expiring by then. Uh, and again, I think you're going to see Philip Broberg get an opportunity in the top four, and that may change the dynamic as to who potentially comes available next summer as well. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're going to go to uh, that momentarily, but not before I tell you. Great news from our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. They've just received the largest allocation of trucks and SUVs uh, they've had in years. Most of the units are scheduled to be built in August for fall delivery, with the interest rates as low as 0.99%. Now is the time to order your F-150 or SUV. If you want to be treated fairly at uh, every level of vehicle ownership, call Rich, Johnny, Uncle Milt at 780-352-6048 at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Hmm. By the way, I missed uh, Oilers Now trivia uh, for proamsports.ca on Friday. We're going to do something on Wednesday and Thursday's shows uh, this week. We will tell you that uh, Cam Moon and Brendan Escott will have Friday's uh, show for you. I am going to Irma where I've not been since the Strathcona Warriors beat Irma in the 1978 Pee Wee Provincial Playdowns. It's been a long time since I've been to Irma. I have a feeling it's going to be a fun afternoon. Uh, Daryl Sutter's going to be there. Uh, Jerry Johansson will be there. So uh, they have some real luminaries. And then yours truly. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time out there. Uh, all right. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780 Bob, still looking as though the orders are looking for a, three, uh, a third or fourth line center. Do you see Taze or Stashney uh, as a options for a cheap veteran signing? I think with Jonathan Taze, he has to decide whether or not he wants to play. Uh, what about a guy like Noshik? Uh, what about Pooh Suter as well? Would those guys make sense as centers? Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Jason from Sancuto wants to chime in. He says, spend now, worry about it next year. A wise man with nice hair in Ottawa said, budgets balance themselves. From Jason at Sancuto. Ouch! What do you mean? Uh, Bob, do the Oilers have the goaltending? I'm not sold on either. That text comes to us from DK. Well, uh, the Oilers did have a goaltender last year that was voted the top, made the rookie all-star team, Stuart Skinner. I think Jack Campbell's going to bounce back. He's going to be better. we got to hope that's the case. He had a tough uh, start to his time. Uh, Hacksaw says... Bob, uh, can you explain the Yamamoto deal with Detroit? Has Ken Holland got some pictures or video of Stevie Y? Uh, I jokingly said that deal was uh, for past considered. Look, here's the deal. The Detroit Red Rings really wanted Clean Costin. Okay, they've liked Costin for a while. Now, it's interesting. They could have claimed him on waivers back in the fall. They didn't. As both Costin, when he was with St. Louis, and Dmitry Samarukov with Edmonton, they both cleared waivers. 
That enabled both organizations to theoretically um, send the players to the minors, and so they traded. And the St. Louis went and got a Sam Arukoff, and the Oilers got Costin. Costin got recalled after Vander Kane and Kyler Yamamoto got hurt in the same game, and he did a pretty good job. So basically, the Red Wings wanted Costin bad enough that they took Yamamoto out and to buy him out, and because all the uh, you know the Oilers could have retained Costin and tried to negotiate a deal, it was going to be challenging. It's clear Edmonton wasn't comfortable going two years times two million dollars for Clem Costin, and Detroit was. The Oilers couldn't afford it. Uh, Detroit alleviated a cap situation for Edmonton in terms of taking Yamamoto in the deal, bought him out at one third. That's why they did the deal. That's because they obviously liked Clem Costin again. Seven eight zero four nine six. 0063. Hmm. Irma. Hey, Bob. Wonder what kind of barn they had out there back in the 1970s. Uh, I was there in 78. It was a barn. I, I If I recall correctly, they had like uh, a wood, uh, you know, rafters in Irma in 1978. Derek, you want to know what's scary? <laughs> what's that? Uh, so we tied 3-3 in the first game, and we tied 5-5 in the second game, and it was total goals, right? Because you play one game at home and one game at road. Right. So guess who got the overtime winner? Tell me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the goalie was Carson Suse's father. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so... So Mike and uh, gang is, uh, yeah, he was, he came back in. He played the first half. They were up. They were up on us in the first half of the game. We played in Joseberg. A guy named Vince Ashton was on our team. Um, Mike McEwen was on that team. Arnie Cullum. Uh, Arnie played a little bit in the AJHL. Yeah, we, uh, I got lucky. Low stick side. It's one of those stories I haven't talked about a lot over the years. Never went tree plant with any of those guys, though, later on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And you're going to want to hear our next guest. He's going to make you think. Darcy McLeod, AK Wood Guy, when we return.